Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. All of God's kids need boundaries and loving discipline. The tension between those two is where we need God's wisdom. God's Word gives us the balance between love, discipline, and the boundaries. In other words, how to apply this loving discipline. As a parent, figuring out where to set boundaries and create appropriate and effective consequences for violations of those boundaries may be the hardest part of being a parent. Especially if you have more than one child, there will be differences in both boundaries and consequences. But the good thing about having God as your heavenly father, as Pastor Mark will teach today, is that he knows what's best for you. The challenge for you will be to trust him to show you the boundaries and to accept his discipline. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 12 as he begins his message, God's discipline is good for us. you all have your Bibles, you can turn, if you will, to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Very interesting article in the USA Today. You wouldn't think it would be happening in this country, but there was a picture of two young men who have vitamin D deficiency. And the whole article was about their treatment. And we've discovered When Mike had an x-ray of his 14-year-old bones, that's how old he is, the skeleton was so thin it appeared clear on the screen, on the x-ray. His bones had become 50% less dense than they should have been. Immediately, of course, he was put on supplements and so forth. So what does that tell us? Well, This is not an unusual thing. Doctors are discovering now that just giving a little bit of vitamins to our kids isn't happening. And what's happening in the United States right now? This is amazing. So you might want to just check your own child, see what's happening. It says here, pediatricians and bone doctors across the country are noticing one thing, an epidemic, vitamin D deficiency. In the June issue of Archives of Pediatric and Adolescent Medicine, Gordon and her colleagues found that 40% of infants and toddlers tested below average for vitamin D. We're not drinking enough milk, we're not in the sunshine enough, and so 
healthy children are going to need to have more vitamin D. That was your health lesson. Is it important? Yes, because you never could imagine that here in our country. Well, here's another vitamin. And we did this in our staff today. And when I talked more into the guys, Julio came up with this. Spiritual healthy people are going to need vitamin D. D, godly discipline. So we're going to talk about a godly discipline, which is a vitamin, vitamin D. Remember these Hebrew converts to Jesus living in Italy needed to be reminded that they were in a race that had to be finished. Don't stop. They were getting discouraged. They were becoming weary. Some of them ready to renounce their faith. They were being persecuted. And so look at verse 3. Think of all the hostility he endured, Jesus, from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. The writer was saying to these people, you're not the only one that's suffering. And God is allowing... Difficult things in your life, your good heavenly father is allowing it. So be ready for it. Verse four, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. So in other words, Jesus finished his race. He had to die. You haven't shed your blood. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it's difficult, but don't give up. And then verse five, where we begin And have you forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons? My son, do not make light of vitamin D, the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Now, why does it begin, have you forgotten? Well, forgotten what? The word of encouragement was simply this. The writer to the book of the Hebrews says to these people, just like you and me, going through difficult times, normal life. Don't forget, you have a God who's not absent. You have a God who's not an absent or an aloof father. Notice, and you have forgotten that the word of encouragement that addresses you as Sons. So during a trial, there are times that you and I, like these people, are prone to forget that we do have a God, a lovingly heaven father who is up there. He's aware, he notices, he sees, he cares. We are sons and daughters of this God, the perfect father. Now, Notice in verse 5 a word, discipline. When most of us hear the word discipline, we think of punishment. If I say the word spanked, almost everybody in our minds, it becomes kind of a negative image, a negative punishment. But the word discipline here is actually positive. Encourage you to write this down. Write it in your Bibles. What does this word discipline in the original language mean? It means this, to teach, to instruct, to correct, and yes, 
There is an aspect about it to punish. So the Bible says that we are the sons and daughters of God. God is pictured as our heavenly father. And remember, our natural tendency, because of our sin nature, is to rebel, is to want to do things our way. If you're a Christ follower, you're a child of God. So God has to put some boundaries around us. He has to give us boundaries that we can operate within. Of course, this is the book that tells us our boundaries. Way back in the Old Testament, as we move through the book of Exodus, we'll end up doing a series on the Ten Commandments, the top ten. But there's more than that. Discipline and a Christian. Discipline and a son and daughter of God. Let me read this statement to you. It's a biblical scripture. It'll come right to your mind. Think about this. Thy rod and thy staff scare me to death? Is that what the Bible says? Bring panic to my heart? No. Thy rod and thy staff, they what? They, say it with me. They comfort me. Whoa. You see, that's very different. They comfort me. Now, why do they comfort me? Loving discipline brings us a comfort factor. We know we have someone who loves us enough to be active in our lives. Maybe you remember as a child, it's even more difficult today, your parents, well, they had, they had boundaries for you. They had rules for you. They had things that you had to abide by. And of course, you always met kids in school who would say this, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to wear that? Why can't you go there? My parents don't care where I go at all. And as a kid, initially we went, I wish I had parents like that who would just let me do whatever. But really, we learned that doesn't comfort you. Those same children would look at you later and say, I wish I had a parent that cared enough at least to set some boundaries. So we're God's kids. We want to have some boundaries. We feel safe within those boundaries. You see, I know how to act. There's boundaries around my life. I know where to go, and when I get headed down the wrong road, the Holy Spirit says to me, whoa, 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 you're off the road. Get back on. Many of you have your little uh, your little God in your car that tells you, turn left, you just passed the road, make a U-turn, look to the next thing, whatever, your Garmin thing or whatever brand you want to have in there. And it goes to the satellite and tells you how to go. Now, if you're in Los Angeles, it's not a bad thing to have. Except when it says you missed the road and turn left, make a U-turn. you got to go 22 miles to make a U-turn to get back, whatever. And little Eleanor in front of your car is getting panicked because you're going farther and farther off. We have a God who looks down on us, directs us. He's our global system. He's the one that directs us through his words. We have direction. And so when the writer is writing to these individuals, he's saying to them, look, You have a God who, well, you're being watched for, 
you're being cared for, you're being loved. And by the way, yes, God is allowing this discipline in your life. Two other things you want to write down. This applies to all of us because did you know even if you're 86, you're one of God's kids. You're one of his sons and daughters. So this applies to everyone that's a Christ follower, but it does apply to our children as well. All of God's kids need three things. Attention, affirmation, and affection. I need that as an adult. I need that. You need that. And then, here's the balance. All of God's kids need boundaries and loving discipline. The tension between those two is where we need God's wisdom. God's word gives us the balance between love, discipline, and the boundaries. In other words, how to apply this loving discipline. The book of Proverbs says this, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. So we're going to look at a couple of things. We're going to look at our children and the discipline they need, but then we're going to apply it to our lives as God's children. And let me just say this to you right up front. doesn't matter how old you are in this room, you're still in need of godly discipline. So am I. And we're going to be honest as we go through and break these verses apart and see how it fits your life and mine as well. Now, what is the goal? This is important. Biblical discipline is not just discipline for discipline's sake. There's an end point. There's a goal. Biblical discipline is related to a person becoming like Christ and simply then doing life right. So God's goal of discipline is not just to say, I'm God. I can control you. I can do whatever he needs. No, his goal is to make us like him. Romans 8, 28 and 29. To be conformed into that person like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself had to be conformed into the image of God. And he did that while he was here on earth. So, Parents need godly wisdom. When to punish, when to encourage, when to talk, when to listen, when to be tender, and when to draw the line. Okay, that's it. Sorry. We're going to have to do something about that. Now, why the tension? Well, because really, unless you're an unusual parent, No one really likes to discipline someone else. We'd rather almost do anything than that. But God gives us some responsibilities, and of course we'll see that in our lives. So the balance between this love and the boundaries and the discipline that's needed 
is difficult. Proverbs 29, 17 says this. Discipline your son and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. Now, look at verse 5 again. You're right there. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Or the opposite of that is, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. So we'll talk in a moment about three options when discipline comes. First, if you're a parent and if you have more than one child, you've noticed something. Out of your same gene pool, came it, if you have two kids, came two kids, three, four, five, whatever you have, very different. They react very different. So you can't say, here's Johnny and here's Susie. All right, here's the way I discipline. Pastor Mark, why are you talking about it's a difficult thing? We just treat them exactly the same. Then you're a pretty difficult parent because every child is a little bit different. Notice in these verses, don't take it lightly. In other words, some kids, when you discipline, eh, how many of you have one of those? They're called what? Strong-willed child. And they stretch who? You. At home. Linda and I, we, as you know, we had a son and a daughter. And the other one says, do not get weary. Easily discouraged. So our son, 6'2", we could say to him, what did you do with the class today? How come you didn't get a B and you got a C and a D? And immediately, immediately he's discouraged. And of course, then my wife had to talk to me, you don't do that at the dinner table, whatever. And I got disciplined at the same time. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then our daughter, 5'4". Guess what she would be? Hey, beat the tar out of me. It's fine with me. Bring it on. 5'4", <laughs> you would think the 6'2 would do it, wouldn't you? It was the other way. She's feisty. I'm ready for it. Go ahead. Bring it on. You understand what I'm talking about. So now if you try to apply discipline the same, you'll fail. So see, we have to know our children. Do you know God knows you? He knows those of you that say, bring it on. And he's got a bigger spoon for you. <laughs> then he just for some of us to go, oh, I'm going to give up right now. Oh, come on, come on, come over here a little bit. And you have to be dealt with a little different. So if you wonder why you get the tar beat out of you all the time. <laughs> all right. Now, let's talk a little bit about discipline. And of course, this isn't a lecture. We have... Uh, the Schofields that do that with Dave and Pastor Dean and whatever, they do a whole thing on kids' discipline and bringing their kids up, and it's excellent. But let me just remind you of this. There are many forms for our children of discipline. Time out, spanking, removing of the pleasurable things, whatever, activities, items, television, DVDs, whatever those kind of things are. Simply just saying no. 
all kinds of ways to do that. A parent that only uses spanking as discipline, I would have to say is not a loving, wise parent. If that's the only tool in your bag, then you're not being very creative and you're not listening to God. Now, on the other hand, there is biblical precedent for spanking. Proverbs 13.24 in the New Living Translation says it like this. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Now, let me put a disclaimer right at the top. Remember that spanking, of course, never babies, talking about children, is just one of the forms of discipline. But it is a form that God prescribes in the Bible. If we withhold punishment from a child when it's deserved, we are not showing love, but actually encouraging that child to continue to be in charge. And of course, why do they want to be in charge? That's that sin nature, which eventually will ruin your child. So there has to be a place where you understand that God has given you as a parent a privilege and a responsibility of that child knowing authority, loving authority, in a way that they can learn, as you'll see our third option, is to submit to it. Because if a child is not disciplined correctly at home, that child will be a problem in society their whole life, and of course will cause many other people issues. Now let me just say this as a disclaimer, you already know it. There are no perfect parents in this room. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I got the formula down, we got it down, whatever. There are no perfect parents in this room. Well, see, there is one perfect parent. It's God. He knows exactly how to discipline this. So we need to be open to the Bible and to different things and see what's happening. Now, basically, I'll just give you some concepts that Linda and I kind of worked with. When we took our kids and we had to spank them, we would use a neutral object. That's why anybody, you bring your wooden spoons? Anybody have them? Okay, well, wooden spoon would be one. You got one? There it is right there. She's ready. Man, handy. Look at that arm right there. It's about like that, too, I tell you. So a wooden spoon would be one. A switch. My wife always talked about at home. Her mom would go out in this mulberry tree or whatever. Get one of these little teeny switches. Woo, that thing could really go. Now, why do you want to use a neutral object? Well, you want to do that versus what? Your hand. So you separate you as a person because you want your hands to be what? Open for loving. Okay? So it's a good thing to do. Now, where do you spank? You spank where God designed you to spank. Anybody have any question about where that is? Don't look at your neighbor, just say, you know where it is. We all have a pair of them right here. They're padded. Perfect for what? For spanking. That's exactly right. 
Sometimes people have weird ideas about who God is. He describes himself throughout the Bible, but people don't believe that that's really him. Pastor Mark's teaching today made it clear that if you call yourself a child of God, that he's your father. And because he's the perfect father, he knows what's best for you and tries to guide you down the right path. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will wind up his teaching, God's discipline is good for us. He'll show you how the ideals of earthly parenting line up with God's plan for you as his heavenly child. You'll hear the ways that God can discipline you, and also how you can get discouraged when times get tough. You'll hear about your need to be in relationships with others to keep you strong. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting